Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with a very good friend of mine, Sharon Wood. She's sharing with us a very personal story about her relationship with alcoholism and the steps it took for her to become sober. She's sharing this story in the hope to inspire you to take massive steps to improve your life, no matter how impossible they may feel at that time. Now, Sharon is the founder and director of M Goddess, a very unique entity focused on changing perceptions and attitudes towards a topic that's not very openly discussed, a woman's monthly cycle. Now, M Goddess was established in 2015 and is now the platform through which Sharon can consolidate not only her own professional corporate journey, but her passion to educate and empower others. Today, Sharon's innovative M Goddess model and philosophy is the key to unlocking the secrets of the female body, whilst at the same time helping others to discover just how amazing they are. And now let's discover just how amazing Sharon is in this interview. The first question I always ask is, why do you want to share this particular story with everyone? Right. Um, I suppose I want to share this particular story because it's not your traditional story. It's not, it's not your track. It, you know, you, often, you know, people go along, they hit it, they, they hit a crossroad where something really massive happens and they, you know, they hit bottom and, and therefore then they go on this journey of, of getting out of it. And I, I suppose I wanted to share that that didn't, that wasn't the case for me. Um, and I think it's important that people understand that you actually, like I hit rock bottom, but then kept going and kept going. And then it, it, it just became a time where I just went at, at enough. And I think, um, I think I wanted to share it because I want people to understand that at any time of their life, they can make that pivotal change. They can make that change in their life. And, and it do, you don't have to you know, have a, Oprah aha moment to do it you know it can be just a moment of I've had enough yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that was what happened for me I just I'd had enough yeah it's really a story of having that courage to change your life by your own choice absolutely yeah yeah I'd because as I said Mel I'd I'd had issues with alcohol like since I was 15 so you know I, I started drinking as a 15 year old um, when I was playing hockey in my my local I grew up in a regional town and I was playing hockey in the the first division so I was playing with all adult women and there was a lot of alcohol around me my dad was an alcoholic and there was a lot of you know drinking was the culture and um, so I started drinking pretty heavily at the age of 15 and That's so and I've had really early like I've got a 15 year old daughter and I'd have a heart attack if she was drinking yeah the level that I was drinking you know and um um and so yeah and I was I was really you know I I, I was really impacted by that and so you know it was one of those things that I just yeah I've now um and, and I've had some spectacular falls um, um over the way like some honestly some really where you'd think you'd think that you'd go that's enough um and and there's been times where I've tried um and I've done AA and I did counseling 
but nothing nothing really worked for me and it was just this moment where I just literally had that's enough I've got to stop and it's about the fact that I just really really needed to make that change for myself Mm. it was a personal epiphany then that this is it this is the time yeah yeah I think um for me it was a moment of um life had been tracking on okay you know there there wasn't any dramas life was going okay I had a, a pretty good job I had I was doing my own business I was um you know my I've got a healthy beautiful family I'm in a loving relationship you know if you looked on the outside my my life was pretty cool you know and and yet I had this real dissatisfaction with life you know and the truth was that I was just drinking all the time you know I was drinking myself out of things and um and then I stress life things got too much and my husband sent me on a, a, a retreat and I thought oh finally he's sending me to Wingana you know finally anyway I opened the package and it wasn't it was a it was this find your fire retreat um, with Kurik Ashley and I don't know if you know much about Kurik but he's a massively intense man like and it, the workshop's really about transformation and I oh my gosh Mel I was cursing my husband I was thinking how could you do this to me I am exhausted and you're sending me to this intense workshop but um but the workshops um are now with his wife who does a lot of meditation and mindfulness as well so there's this real mix of yin and yang of this intense workshop and then this beautiful nurturing mindfulness stuff it's an amazing retreat and um and it was then I just sort of, um, sort of stopped. I just, I just stopped and said at the end of that, well, I've just got to give up drinking. You know, I really recognised I had to do it. So, so I just went on the process and said, that's it. <laughs> How am I going to do this? And, um, and I've stopped. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been sober for now? So it, literally one year. So it's one year tomorrow. So, yeah. Thank you. And, you know, it's been an amazing, amazing journey of, in itself, you know, of, um, of moments of how to do it. And I've been able to tap into different life experiences and different things along the way. So, so I've, as I mentioned, I've been to AA um, and AA is an amazing group. You know, it's an amazing group of people in there. But for me, um, for me, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't commit to the time, to be honest. I know that sounds like an excuse, but you, to get the best out of those meetings, you, sh- you should really try and go regularly. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have the regular, you know, time commitment that I could give. And so that fell down for me. And then I did counselling and um, and that fell down for me. I, you know, I, I, I would go to a couple of sessions stop doing that so um you know so that would you know that would sort of not work for me and um but I really wanted to give up drinking this time and I I am and I knew that I had to do it on on my own I just knew that I had to tap into myself so um I actually I actually used my charting so what my my charting that I do for women's cycles I actually used it and um I would chart when I'm feeling cravings and how I was feeling. And then I was, I would chart, you know, days that I would really have low days and cranky days. And then over the months I started to see 
when I was craving more and when I was feeling and what were tr- what was triggering me. And, and I was, I was able to really work through it. It was really quite amazing. I never thought I would be using a tool that I use for my menstrual cycle to give up alcohol, but, um, but it, but it, it really, really worked. And, um, and then I just, I used to use alternatives. So, you know, everyone says to me, Oh, have a drink of mineral water and put, you know, limes and, and things with it. I, honestly, if another person told me that I was going to punch them in the face, cause I was just <laughs> like, I'm so sick of hearing that. You, you don't think I know, you know, to try lemons in mineral water. No. Um, I don't want lemons in mineral water. I want alcohol, you know? Yep. So, um, so I, um, I sourced different alternatives and, um, and, and, but then literally after about six months, I found that I didn't even need that. Like, you know, a good cup of tea was, was all I needed. So, so it was an amazing process. And what I discovered along the way was, was incredible. Um, you know, you, you get the usual, like, comments about oh you look better so your skin's brighter your hair's better you 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 naturally lose a few kilos like I remember my um trainer that I used to train with she used to say to me Sharon you're you're drinking a cheese a a sponge cake a day in in calories so yes so I was drinking a sponge cake a day and she used to say you know you're never going to lose weight when you when you're drinking a sponge cake a day of alcohol you know so everyone sort of commented so I, I expected those changes and, and 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 looked forward to them but I expected them but the changes I got that I didn't expect were um, things around anxiety levels um, yeah. I didn't realize I was such an anxious person but my anxiety levels were through the roof and honestly my anxiety levels are so low now I, I I don't, I don't get anxious. I don't get, I don't get a lot of stress. I, I, you know, I, I can really deal with life so much better. Um, yeah. And, and I never realized that that was an impact that, that alcohol has and had on me. So yeah, it was really amazing. And I think that's common for a lot of people. We like, we start drinking and I find, especially during the motherhood phase, because it is so stressful we yeah. have that drink at the end of the day just to calm down and then that drink becomes yep. a bottle. Yep. And that bottle, the effect of it lasts us until the next bottle. Yeah. But then we're That's doing right. it over and over again, not realising that we're sinking deeper and deeper into this hole. No. And then and it's not until you get out of it that you can look back and go, wow, I was deep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that group of women is... Um, the highest rate of alcoholics apparently at the moment so and I'm, I'm not surprised you know where many of us are you know doing our own business working running around with children trying to keep everyone happy having some sort of sex life in there somewhere like it's it's you know and we're juggling everything and and of course you know alcohol is is easy we can drink it while we're doing the other three things that we've got to do. Yeah. Um, and it, it just became for me, it was, it, yeah, it was that easy Mel. Yeah. Um, but for me, what started to happen was it snuck up to a point of um, I was drinking way more than, than the average bear. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and and I and but what the what some of the big flags for me were around my um, my hiding and manipulation of it. So I was starting to do the tricks. The, the, I'd open a bottle and have a couple of drinks before my husband got home, and then I'd put that bottle in the back fridge and pull out a new bottle. Yeah. And, and, and have a glass of it. So when my husband walked in, he only thought I had a glass, but I'd actually was on my third. Yeah. So I was starting to lie and sneak and... Um, so you had a sense of shame around it at that stage. Absolutely, because I knew what I was doing was wrong. You know, I knew what I was doing was um, that I'd be judged because it was not, you know, it wasn't good. Um, and because I'd struggled with alcohol and confessed that to many of my friends and he, and he um, on many of occasions, it felt worse, you know, owning up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, well, why don't you just stop? And, mm. you know, I didn't want to. You know, I, I really enjoyed my Pinot. <laughs> you know? So... So it was, there was a lot of shame around that. But that was some of the really big things for me when I, when I recognised, yeah, the, the sneaking that I was doing. Yeah. yeah. So on this journey, where do you feel courage presented itself the most? <gasps> oh, courage is just, it's all the way through, isn't it? Like it's the courage to face it in the first place. It's the courage to, to own up and, and, and it's the courage to, to, to recognise that you you need some help, you know that you need to stop, because um, that's that's some of the hardest thing to do. It's actually really easy to continue. It's yeah. the courage to stop. Yeah. Um, so probably that. Then the courage to be honest with other people. Mm -hmm. um, even at a dinner, like at a party last week, we went to a friend's fiftieth, and it, we were talking about me not drinking and. A lot of them said, oh, you're coming up to a year. Are you going to have a drink again? You know, and I said, no, I, I, I won't drink again. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I, I can't. You know, some people in this world can be casual drinkers, social drinkers. Um, I can't. I, I, I am an alcoholic. And if I, if I drink again, I know that I'll be drinking again. So, um, so having the courage to say that in a group, amongst a group of people um like that's that 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 was a big thing for me but I found myself really needing to say it you know I, I felt like I needed to because then people then know when they see me I'm not drinking anymore yeah yeah it takes so much courage to stand up and say no I am going against what all of you are doing because this is my truth yeah and it's hard Mel because I'd also love to you know, I, I, I loved drinking, you know, I, I enjoyed that beautiful glass of wine. I loved the social side of it and chatting and, and some of that has sacrificed. Some of my friendships have been um, not let go, but we're less because I don't see them as much because we used to catch up a lot around drinking. I still love them dearly and we, you know, but there is a difference in our friendship now because I don't, I'm not drinking. Yeah. So there is sacrifice and that's not, you know, that's, that's not fun. And yeah. And I miss drinking because as I mentioned, you know, fizzy water and lemon juice just doesn't cut it some days. But, 
but that's okay. You know, what do you, you've got to have the courage as you, you know, you put it to, to say, well, what do you want in life? Mm. You know, what, and what are you willing to, what are you willing to forego to have more, you yeah. know, and, and for me, alcohol is what I'm willing to forego. Yeah. And I love that you followed the cycle that I discovered through the project as well. And that it starts with courage and then you come to self-awareness, which is what you did through your charting. You found that self-awareness and then yep. love. You loved yourself yep. enough to say, I see what's happening. I choose not to do this anymore. And Absolutely. Back to courage again, because now you've got to live that truth. <laughs> <laughs> You're just giving me goosebumps because it's, it's true. It's, it's, and that's exactly it. So, and, and you do have these moments of wavering because courage is a, it's, it's an uncomfortable place to sit sometimes, yes. you know? Um, and, and so, you know, and sometimes you just don't want to sit in that uncomfortable space, yeah. but, um, but having the courage to, to really live by what you say, um, yeah, it, it's liberating. Yeah. I like it. So for you, what does courage mean after this whole journey? What does courage mean for you? Ah, it's a big question, I know. <laughs> it is, Mel, and, and it's only half past 10 in the morning. Um, uh, so I think for me, courage for me, um, it, it really is standing in, in, in your own space and, and doing what's really right for you um, and, and for your family or for, for whatever, you know, whatever, but for you. Um, and courage is, is making a decision that... that that you know will be the, the right thing to do and sticking with it. And, and that goes for, you know, for me, it's not just my alcohol, it's in other aspects of my life as well that um, I, I choose. But I, I think it is about really um, staying in, within, standing with integrity that, and, and being really honest with yourself, mm, having the courage to do that. I yeah. like it. I like it. So what's next for you then? Well, my sobriety is, is, has, you know, it, it gives you hours back in your life, um, you know. Um, so I'm still working really hard um, in my business. So I'm releasing and um, I'm at, about to release another book. I'm about to um, do, a, a, yes, a companion journal with my original book. So there'll be two books in the next six months. Um, um, I, you know, I have... For me, um, I have a really strong focus on my family. I love my family and my, my children are at that age of 15 and 13. So I've only got that many years of teenagers. So I'm trying to enjoy them. Um, and it's interesting in sobriety, it's easier because, you know, they're busy and you can run around and you're not resentful that you're missing out on that drink and all this sort of stuff. So so that's, I'm enjoying that sort of stuff and I'm really enjoying what I do every day. I, I literally, a lady said to me yesterday, uh, um, a meditation coach that I have, and she said to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm busy, but I'm doing what I love. And I thought, that's exactly right. I'm massively busy, but I'm doing everything that I love. So it's great. Hmm. Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world, but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? Jump over to melies.com.au for free training, presentations and videos 
or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.